else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This is pandemonium. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. We're on this week's episode. We will be recapping the Buffalo Bills 2022 draft class, which started a week ago from when we taped tonight as the Buffalo Bills took Kair El- the Bills took Kair Elam out of the University of Florida at cornerback, um, potentially going opposite here of Trey White. Uh, they got some depth players at linebacker, a punter. I mean, overall, I was very intrigued and just very satisfied with the way this draft turned out. Uh, going running back, getting James Cooks in round two. lot to admire here from Brandon Bean and his staff in this draft. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. Um, it, it's one of those things where I, I felt going into the draft this would shape the Bills' future. You know, the Bills, oh, they're going safety, they're going wide receiver. Going. Brandon Bean, as per usual, kills the draft. He 100% just killed it. What he did was he went after areas of need and areas of uh, but areas of value. Or value, sorry. Yeah. So when he went after um, Kair Alam in the, in the first round, I'm sure that they had a similar grade for McDuffie for a lot. When they saw McDuffie go off the board, they're like, all right, you got one more guy. But once they started to see how things fell, they're like, you know what? We're not giving it any chance. We're going to go up and get him. Then James Cook in the second round, they trade back, trade back, trade back, knowing one of the guys they like is still going to be there. And they took the tap guy on the board who's going to be a legitimate offensive threat from day one. Finally, in the third and fifth and sixth and seventh rounds, they just go after some areas of need. Um, a linebacker fill in to basically take the place of A.J. Klein. Then they get Khalil Shakir, who's a upside wide receiver who could start at the slot as early as next year. Um, they get Matt Ariza, who really the only thing, the only knock on him is two things. He is a left-footed punter, mm-hmm. and there is just a weird superstition in the NFL that they for whatever reason, they don't like right. They only like right-footed punters. The other issue is he's never helped. Well, he in the past has he, he literally has been working on it all off season. And the Bills just keep adding these value picks, adding these guys at a good value, mm-hmm. while also getting being able to trade back and move around those rounds. So Brandon Bean, again a masterclass in draft. One of the interesting things I heard, I was driving to Boston for uh, my goddaughter's baptism on uh, day two of the draft, and they had a former GM, and it's like, you get these position coaches in your face, and you're like, trade up now, I want this guy. Trade up now, I want him. And he, the GM he worked under originally said, don't worry about it, he'll be there when pick. I'm sure that the special teams coach was telling Brandon Bean, trade up and get a reason now, trade up and get a reason now. And Brandon Bean just told Bump the brakes, he'll be there when we pick. And what happens? He was there when they pick. Yep. It was funny uh, that I, he wasn't even the first punter off the board, too. Yes. 
He was the third, actually. Yeah, he was the third punter off the board. Which is crazy to think about a guy who so people had talked about going like the third round. <laughs> so I think it's one of those things where, you know, they, they're they just addressing need, they're addressing value, but at the same time, they're willing to they're willing to go after the guys they want and will take some risk if they think truly that that guy is a value pick in the entire alum case. Or even a, a weird, a kind of unpopular pick, but not in actuality, um, is um, uh, the linebacker out of Baylor who is going to be a great special teamer as well as being an athletic upside guy. And when you turn on the Baylor tape, he is the one you always you end up watching. Like, there's some great things to activate him in blitzes. There's there's going to be a lot of things that he can add to this defense as a as a wrinkle, and that's some of the things I'm really excited for. All right, so let's talk one thing here before we go pick by pick. As our listeners, uh, uh, Mark and Ed had uh, messaged in that you know Buffalo was 32nd in the NFL last year in yards after catch. I think they really went after Yak in this, and part of this, you know, let's look at Cooks in round two. Um, you know, they wanted to get J.D. McKissick in free agency, a guy who could catch the ball in the backfield. He ends up staying in Washington, no problem. Cooks is a guy who I think can beat you in the open field, a very fast guy. I think they did a lot to improve their yards after catch. Khalil Shakur, absolutely for sure, a fast young man. Um, I think they did a lot to help the, the Yak. Not that they're targeting improving stats, but improving overall. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. It's one of those things where, you know, he, they they really did add in value like a Khalil Shakir, where it's like, literally like, yeah, we, we are going to make you a possible starter, not this year, but down the road, you're definitely going to compete and be a part of that that competition. And even uh, to, uh, Tuda, the, the the offensive lineman, and interesting that they referred to him in the pick as an offensive lineman, normally what judges your pay scale, um, is going to be an interesting prospect at guard, which is a position the Bills are naturally in at, even with having Roger Saffold and re-signing Rick Bates. All right, so pick by pick, uh, why don't we hand out our own grades here? Uh, Kyrie Elam out of Florida, cornerback. I, it's hard not to give that pick an A. You know, I think it speaks volume when the Bills said, you know, hey, he was the last first-round player we had graded on our board available, and uh, it worked out. We've, I think, been yammering it a long time for a number two. I think this was absolutely the right pick uh, at 23. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. It was one of those things where the board's starting to fall a specific way. And I know some people didn't like that they didn't go after somebody who's, but if medicals aren't there, you, you can't you can't go after that guy with that high a pick. It's just not working back. So I, I completely agree. He's got NFL pedigree. He's got everything you look for in a top prospect. And so it's one of those things where it's a lot of sense bills to go after that spot. How about James Cook? How do you grade that in round two? I know we just talked about him. Uh, I, I like that a lot as well. Um, I, I think James Cook is going to be more of a – I think Brian Dable is probably a little jealous that he didn't have him last year um, because essentially, A, it gives you a number, number two running back behind Evans and 
Devin Singletary. And he brings out a lot of options at receiver where you can bump him outside. Obviously, he can't play spot like some people alluded to. However, what he can do is from the backfield, you can bring him onto the field and light him line up out wide, and they'll cover him with a linebacker, which is a good matchup for the Bills. So I, I think it's one of those things where Cook is a great fit. Trading back multiple times gets you two six-round picks. That's good value. And being nailed to the again, just getting a guy who essentially would have been perfect, a perfect fit at the value that he got him at. All right. On to round three, they picked Terrell Bernard out of Baylor. Um, and th- it was interesting. Someone pointed out that this is the only pick where they held Pat where they were. They didn't trade up or down. Um, and, it, you know, I was a little surprised at first when they went linebacker. But, no, replacing A.J. Klein makes perfect sense. This guy was a sack and uh, stripping machine. I, I, I like this pick. I also really like the pick as well, Brad. I, I think he's an athletic guy who can. He's got a lot of upside to his game. He's also been a captain on a defense that had a ton of people taken in rounds one, two, and three, which tells you his character level of a guy who can really go after and get the ball. And this is a, a toolsy traits guy who can um, the, that McDermott and Bean love the upside of. I, we already talked about Khalil Shakur. I, I I don't think you give that anything short of an A at this point. Yeah, honestly, it was it was a slam dunk pick. You know, a guy whose value would have been was dropping a little bit because kind of like uh, Stefan Diggs, he he doesn't do he he wasn't like an elite runner. He wasn't an elite this. He's not six foot five. He's just an average receiver by all metrics, but what he does do is catch the ball and get yards after the catch and just stop down the field in a great frequency. He can also return kicks, which is a nice added bonus. I, we talked about Matariza, and I, I tell you what, I don't know if he had this mindset, but when they were projecting him third round, I put him out of the back of my mind. I was like, you know what? There's no way we draft a punter that early if we even draft a punter at all. I don't see it happening, and I was pleasantly surprised when they were able to go ahead and get him in the uh, sixth round. Yeah, I was too glad. It was one of those where it's, I'm almost feeling like a position coach where he's falling, he's falling, he's falling, and I'm like, I want to get after, I want to get after, I want to get after. And, you know, they just trusted the process, waited it there, and then they finally found him, which is a perfect, perfect spot. They add a little depth in corner. They take Christian Benford. Uh, what do you take of this pick? Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. He has some upside safety in his special teams game. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, I think he, I think he'll probably move to safety at some point. But if he can make it a corner, he can make it. A corner. You know, Villanova has produced some NFL prospects in the past, and I think it's a safe, solid pick for either A, somebody who's done the practice squad and let him develop, or B, sneaks onto your squad being able to do special All right, they go offensive tackle, take a big bunny and a six foot eight uh, Luke Tenuta out of uh, Virginia Tech. How do you grade this pick? 
Uh, I read it as a question mark. So the whole thing about Shinua is he is a massive human being with T-Rex arms. So it'll be interesting to see where they, what's the plan with him. Now, I think his designation on draft day will kind of tell the story because he, he, was, he was announced as an offensive lineman, not a tackle. So I think they're going to try to work him in at guard and almost develop a new style of lineman where you have these big guys with shorter arms who can get into it with the deep tackles, but have a big frame. And honestly, I think Bean's just to win the NFL offensive line basketball game because we've got 6'8", 6'6", 6'7", and Deion Dawkins will be your shooting guard for all right, Buffalo goes ahead and rounds out the draft final pick, uh, taking Balen Spector, the linebacker, out of Clemson. How do you like this one to round out the draft for the Bills? I, I like it. I mean, he's a he's a he's one of those guys like a special teamer. Possibly, you look into him taking over the role of Tyler Matakavich. I don't really see that, but I, I think it's an interesting pick, an interesting. Pass. All right, uh, we'll go down the line here and mention uh, some of the undrafted free agents they take. They take uh, Tanner Owen out of Northwest Missouri State, an offensive lineman. Offensive lineman Derek Karestetter out of Texas. Uh, they take a defensive lineman Kingsley Jonathan out of nearby Syracuse. Mark Williams, a wide receiver out of App State. Uh, Neil Powell out of BYU is a wide receiver. Offensive lineman Alec Anderson out of UCLA. Uh, Penn State's defensive tackle, Prince Amelie, uh, Virginia Tech running back, Raheem Blackshear, Tulsa cornerback, Trayvon Fuller, Texas A&M tight end, Jalen Weidermeyer. Any any UFAs or undrafted free agents of note here that Bills fans should be paying attention to, Alex? Uh, no, not really, Fred. I, I think it's going to be these guys' bodies might be on the practice squad. No, I really, I don't see, um, I don't see it as, um, you know, somebody who, um, who can even make a push to make the roster. I think, honestly, they're going to be drafted, um, and a lot of good players who don't make the roster will end up being potentially starters on other teams. Yeah. We'll have to see. This is going to be a, a, a big year here for the Bills. Uh, I've, I've listened to a lot of the the media pundits who uh, say, you know, that this team has the best roster in the NFL and they want to make it better. I don't know. That's a pretty bold statement. I know, don't know if I'm ready to say that this is the best roster in the NFL, but it's, I'd say, if anything, one of the most well-managed, well-maintained, well-grown rosters in the NFL. Yeah, I would agree with that, Brad. Uh, Brad, it's the Bills have really done a good job cultivating, building their roster, and even guys like Cody Ford, um, Isaiah Hodgins, who they've given them time to develop. And this is, I mean, for Cody Ford, this is the make break year. Like this yep. is either you make our roster, or I mean, some team will probably pick you up, but in the spring you might be playing for the USFL. So I hope, I really hope that he he turns his game up and. And under uh, Aaron Cromer, who turns a corner, but they they've been done, they've done a really good job at cultivating their. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a lot of good things as this team goes in the June minicamp. Should fans have any concerns about Jordan Poyer holding out, maybe even going into training camp? I, I don't think so. I mean, even if he, I'm going to be honest, if he starts to hold out, I think Brandon Bean's like, all right, well, now we're feeling off. Because a 32-year-old safety is a is like buying a car with 150,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how good of a car it is. There's going to be some problems sooner or later. And so if you're going to got to start fielding. So here's a question. Any players that you see Buffalo going out and, you know, either resigning, maybe some of the players they haven't resigned, i.e. Jerry Hughes, who I guess has been targeted by Cleveland right now. Do you see anyone who's let go coming back? Uh, I still think there's a chance, uh, obviously, uh, with, um, oh my gosh, uh, Mario Addison, Texans. I think there's a shot Jerry Hughes is just holding out till camp and, you know, maybe there are any injuries or anything like that. Sure. I, I, Sean McDermott loves that veteran presence and he's still a, a pressure team maybe with Vaughn Miller side. He can, um, he can finally get home with some of those pressures. But it, it just seems, and I think that's more wishful thinking, honestly. Like, I would love more than Jared who's beyond the roster, just because he's the longest tendered bill at this moment. And I just love, I mean, I just love Jerry Hughes. He's just yep. a guy who's been with us through the thinnest parts and through the thickest parts. So that's really the only guy I could see that. Maybe a veteran corner to address some depth challenge, uh, Kair Alam. Um, but. That's really it at the moment. I remember where I was exactly when the Bills traded Kelvin Shepard for Jerry Hughes sitting outside in the atrium at a place I worked in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I vividly remember that, and I hope Jerry Hughes could come back. I'd like to see that guy retire a bill, but at the end of the day, we have to remember this is a business. 100%, Brad. All right, final thoughts as uh, we wrap up draft coverage and look ahead, schedule announcement coming out. Um, what is that? Uh, two weeks from today or next week, yeah. right? Uh, no, it's next week. A week from today. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah I believe it's the, like the 12th. We'll look forward to talking that uh, next week. So um, I would say tune in next week. We'll talk Bill's schedule and possibly go through and just give you our predictions on maybe a win-loss, but... Looking forward to that coming up next week. Exactly. All right, well, thanks again for tuning into our podcast. Make sure you're following us at DHS Buffalo, at T.W. Callahan DHS, at Bills Bruiser. Like us on Facebook. Read all our work as well at DraftHouseSports.com. For Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. In our street media production.